Hello, and welcome to the Movement Enthusiast Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Sakala. This podcast is all about movement and the wonderful changes you can make to your physical and mental well-being simply by implementing movement into your everyday life. In this series, you will get to know many other movement enthusiasts who have influenced me and inspired me to get out there and get moving. Today's guest is my great friend, Brandy Pellerito. Brandy is a yoga instructor based out of Tarpon Springs, Florida. She has recently created a beautiful website with tools to overcome stress and anxiety with using yoga. She most recently became certified as a prenatal yoga instructor and is currently working toward her 500-hour certification. So today I have joining me Miss Brandy Pellerito. Thank you so much for joining me today, Brandy. So I'm going to start the podcast with the same question I always start with, and that is, when was the last time you moved? Monday. So that was two days ago for me. So two days since my last movement session. Awesome. And what kind of movement was it? Um, I actually took a yoga class, and this has been a yoga class that I have been partaking in every Monday since November, since the beginning of November. Um, and it's been an, a wonderful opportunity to not only move, but to study with some really wonderful teachers. Um, we've had two swamis actually um, that have been contributing and sharing their knowledge since November. They're they're typically in India or they live in an ashram uh, located oh, in California. Wow. So yeah, so it's been phenomenal to not only move but to also just absorb this amazing. Uh, knowledge from from these uh, two swamis so oh that sounds like such a good experience yeah it's been amazing it's been really amazing (laughs) that's awesome thank you so I'm curious about your childhood where did you grow up I grew up in Arizona so I was not born there I was actually born in Austin Texas but I grew up in Arizona I spent from age seven to 23 living in Arizona, so. Oh, wow. And were you active as a kid? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think like my first recollection of activity would have been playing soccer, um, which was a total bomb for me as a child. I think I was more interested in like picking the flowers in the grass. (laughs) And I think we lost like every soccer game, so. That wasn't my go-to from there. Um, I moved into playing softball. I think I was probably like 11, maybe 10 or 11 moving into softball. I played softball for a couple of years. Um, I played girls like fast pitch softball. And then uh, from there, moving into high school, I actually, my ninth grade, my freshman year, I had the option to take PE or I could take a dance class. So totally opted out of PE to take a dance class. And I actually discovered flexibility. Um, I had never done the splits. I had never taken a dance class. I had never done anything like that. And by the end of my my first uh, semester in that dance class, I had discovered all of these things about myself. And the woman who taught the class actually had her own studio outside of the school and asked me to try out for their dance team. So that started a whole new journey, um, about seven, eight years of dancing starting my freshman year of high school. So... Um, And then from high school and my dance, that transitioned slowly into discovering yoga, um, 
really becoming aware of it, uh, I think 2012. So was when I really kind of discovered uh, that type of movement. So. so it was pretty fluid from once you experienced the dance and you spent several years with it. It was just almost natural just to flow right into yoga. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it's funny, of course, through the process, I discovered some more deep, deep meaning to it. But at first I was like, oh, I can touch my toes. I can do the splits. I'm really flexible. I could totally do yoga. And then, you know, of course, later down the road, I discovered that I kind of didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> so that is what led me to my teacher training. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about your teacher training. What was it like? So my teacher training um, was kind of the sporadic thing that I decided to do. Um, when I discovered movement, I discovered yoga, um, I also discovered some deeper, more uh, powerful uh, spiritual things um, in the yoga practice. And that really uh, kind of cued me. I wanted to go to India. I was like, I'm gonna, I created this whole mystical, magical experience of yoga teacher training and going to India. Um, but I had this like moment, this realization where I felt like I had been presented this opportunity with the studio here in Florida and it just seemed right. I was like, why, why am I chasing this dream? I've got this beautiful opportunity here and uh, I followed it. I followed it and uh, my teacher training was um, post, uh, not a pose by pose, excuse me, my 200 hour uh, was up in Spring Hill with Jivapatha, which uh, is House of Light Yoga. And it was good. Um, I will say I did a lot of self-study beforehand. So in terms of learning new things about yoga, there was a few things, but it was really learning how to teach people, um, how to read people, how to understand people, and like how to you know share this knowledge with them. So it was a good experience. And I'm actually currently enrolled in a 500-hour and advanced training program um, That's I've already, awesome. Yeah, so I'm actually three months out from graduation. My graduation date oh, is yay. in April. So Congrats. I'm really excited. So, and then who knows from there. So, so you also have your 500-hour training in prenatal yoga? I have. Um, it's an 85-hour training, so it is another certification under Yoga Alliance. So registration through Yoga Alliance, it's an 85-hour prenatal training, yes. So I have that as well. My my prenatal training and my advanced teacher training, my 500 hour, have come from Pose by Pose Yoga, which is in Lutz, Florida. So through um, a really good friend that I made through my 200 hour, she introduced that program to me. And so I just wanted to keep learning and exploring and growing my knowledge. So I, I yeah, I went straight into it pretty much. So <laughs> I kept going. That's great, though. I mean, I feel like in whatever it is you want to do, like you have to have that want to like keep going mm-hmm. and gain more knowledge. Absolutely, and I feel like as a teacher, it it just keeps it keeps me growing. It keeps it keeps my classes interesting. It it helps me learn more. Therefore, I can share more, mm-hmm. and the community. Like, it's amazing having this community of like-minded people that I get to go see once a month, and we call it our yoga bubble. We get to go hang out in this <laughs> yoga bubble and get to talk about all these things, and, you know, and so it's it's really cool. It's, uh, the community aspect, the bringing it, um, new information to my students, and just learning and growing as a person. It's That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Thank you. 
So after your teacher training, did you find a more, or a deeper, I should say, spiritual connection with your inner self? Um, I will say it's been an ongoing process, and I feel it's really ebbed and flowed. Um, after my 200 hour, I would say yes, like I felt like I thought I had some direction. So I kind of started rolling with it. And um, after a few months, like I, I felt like I was kind of missing that deeper connection. So that's why I enrolled back into my 500 hour. Um, and through this process, I've actually got to study more deeper text, yogic text, which I feel have exposed me to some more philosophy. Um, but this might sound crazy, but I still feel like I'm searching for more of that deeper meaning. So I think that fan fantastical trip to India is still in my stars. Oh. I just haven't made it there quite yet. That is so amazing. That would be like a dream come true. Yeah, definitely it would. But still just ebbing and flowing and even still just being reminded of things I felt like I discovered a few years ago and then things coming back up in my life and oh yeah, these aspects, this understanding, you know, kind of, it's this funny thing. I feel like we we have these awakenings or these realizations and then we maybe practice them for a while and they kind of, they you know, kind of go under the rug for a little mm -hmm. bit and they come back around full, full circle. So what types of classes would you say are your favorite to teach? So my favorite to teach, and this is me as a, I still feel like I'm so discovering myself as a person and as a teacher. Originally when I started, my goal was I wanted everyone to know that they could do yoga, that it, it didn't matter. Um, one of my teachers would always say, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. Um, and I love that. Uh, my first yoga experience was a little scary. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't know what I had gotten myself into. I thought, oh my God, I could never do this. It was a hot yoga class. It was very intimidating. Yogi's doing headstands and I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, um, So I just, I remember my experience and I remember be, being scared and insecure. So I've always, always had um, that thread in my classes to create an experience for people that is the opposite of that. I want mm -hmm. them to feel accepted, to feel like they can do this, to know that this is very approachable and doable for them. Um, so I like to be very informative when I teach. I love the why. Like, why am I doing this? Why does this help? Why are we saying this? Why are we breathing like this? Mm -hmm. So I love bringing that into my classes. Um, and here recently, um, I've just kind of been exploring those aspects and trying to figure out what makes me different and what makes me unique and special as a teacher. Um, so yeah, working with women is something I dream of doing, working with women mm -hmm. a little bit more intimately, um, helping women kind of just discover what it is um, within them, kind of their power and kind of reawakening to that. So. That is amazing because yeah. I feel like that's something, you know, we can lose as women Absolutely, is our self-worth and like, you know, the fact that if we try, we can do so much. I agree. And, and what's crazy about yoga is that yoga was not originally for women. 
Yoga was not designed for women. Yoga was designed for men. Yo- women were not allowed to practice oh, yoga. <laughs> so to see this revolution of women practicing yoga, it's very rare that you see men in classes, um, which I highly encourage. It's, it's, of course, good for men and women, but to see this underlying revolution, I feel, of women coming to yoga and just this the self-discovery and the discovery of power within that you can get through yoga, um, I think is pretty key. So I think there's something happening there with the women and the yoga and remembering our power. So I love that. Beautifully said. I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> it's just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. It can be tough when you go to a class and you do have those feelings of fear or what if I can't do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I still get it sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and New studios or oh, yeah. new teachers, oh, yeah. new styles. You're just like, oh, boy. Yep. And even even new poses, too. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to be able to kind of push your boundaries in classes, but there's also this level of um, self-awareness and self-care. Like, why am I pushing? I guess the underlying reason, like, am I pushing my boundaries to discover new limits or am I pushing my boundaries to impress or to mm-hmm. conform or to do because the teacher said I need to do rather? So trying to remind yourself of that underlying question. On your website, you have a link to yoga mudras to help with stress and anxiety. Yes. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So for me, yoga goes beyond the movement. Um, And for me personally, just through life experiences, in you know involving stress anxiety um i've discovered the power of yoga mudra so yoga mudra mudra is basically just a hand gesture um a lot of times you'll see them in fancy yoga poses people have their fingers kind of touching in certain uh uh shapes if you will um but the idea behind this is it's it's very energetic it's kind of linked to the brain and parts of the brain and so we're kind of creating and connecting a circuit essentially in these circuits do different things. So um, for me, discovering the idea of uh, creativity, and if I'm under a lot of stress, it's really hard to create. So I wanted to kind of share this stress relieving idea with people, and again, kind of aiming at those women and kind of that that creative vibe, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just uh, I have this link, and it's just a free link for people to be able to download. Um, There's three particular mudras in there that are extremely helpful. And the cool thing with mudras is, is you can practice these anywhere anytime there's no contraindication so certain yoga poses oh if you have a sore knee or your neck hurts you can't do these things but these yoga mudras you can do them anywhere anytime um and that's really helpful when we're experiencing stress or anxiety because it just kind of happens uh sometimes so oh yeah yoga toolkit (laughs) i love it yoga toolkit (laughs) i'm definitely going to put that in the link of the show description i would love that thank you absolutely i'm going to have to try it myself yes and please let me know I've, i've been asking for feedback um in terms of how people feel afterwards um and just what their experience is. So if any of you out there do download it, um, please let me know what you think. I'd love to know. I know you have a deep connection to astrology. What role does it play in your everyday life? 
So astrology has been a really fun tool, again, of self-discovery. I love these tools of self-discovery. And when I first discovered what a natal chart was, um, I was personally blown away. And for those of you that don't know what a natal chart is, it's essentially a blueprint um, of you. It, it, it's a blueprint of the heavens at the time that you were born. And oh yeah, I love it. So it's just like, it's so your whimsical. blueprint. It, it, it just says so much about your energetics and who you are. And I feel when you dive into it more, it just, there's so much that's so telling. And when I first discovered my natal chart and I read more into it, I just, I couldn't believe <laughs> the things that I were reading and how much it resonated with me. And over the years, it's just proven time and time again uh, through astrology, through patterns. Uh, um, and the moon is something I feel deeply connected to as well, especially being a woman, um, even if we're not female, we're all deeply connected to it. I think we're 70% water um, and I think we know what happens to the tides when the moon is full um, so we're pulled uh, we're pulled by this energy and um, something I'm bringing into my yoga classes I actually haven't been teaching since September um, just in terms uh, I kind of pulled back so I could kind of again work on this idea of self-discovery and uh, my first class coming back into the community um, will be a full moon kind of flow and tea ceremony. So, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, so love the herbs as well, but um, astrology has just been fantastic uh, on the journey of self-discovery for me personally and just understanding patterns and cycles and energy. So so you're not one of those people who feel like it, it doesn't affect you or like it doesn't have anything to do with you because it's silly yeah exactly so I I love that kind of stuff and I just feel it's it sounds silly but there's just like a deeper knowing that I feel personally that that it just it is what it is and it affects us whether we choose to believe it or not and um, the idea of, of sacred geometry and just looking at geometrics and magnetics and just the way that things have pull, um, even just the way the planets pull on one another. I mean, for me, it's just, there's no denying the fact that these heavenly bodies affect us some way in some form. And I'm a believer is like, as above, so below, you know, microcosm, macrocosm. So it's, it, it's just part of the energetics that play out. So <laughs> you don't have to believe it if you don't want right. to. Right. <laughs> I, I feel a deep connection as well. I actually remember one time when we were all having lunch in it, I think it happened to be a full moon or it was upcoming and I remember asking you a question and you just you knew so much about it and I was so just like blown away by just how accurate everything you were saying about this upcoming moon like really it was accurate in my life as well. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And and that's the thing. I feel like as a collective whole, as a collective consciousness, we, we move and go through patterns. And so to think that you're like excluded from those patterns or from those experiences is just kind of silly, you know? I, I just feel, yeah, that it, it resonates um, 
deeply with me and that's cool to hear that you have that experience as well so oh yeah for sure it's just like you said um tools of discovery tools of discovery i love that and i i do feel like especially with the moon cycles it makes a difference oh my gosh yes yes i it really does it really does and just even knowing um you know just being a woman and and understanding just our how our hormones play out instantly in a certain role like they ebb and flow throughout the month and just to observe the moon and her patterns throughout the month and it's it's just phenomenal it's a phenomenal connection that we have with nature it's undeniable in my eyes so (laughs) I love it so tell us a little bit more about the upcoming full moon ceremony what can one expect to take from that absolutely so this particular event is going to be the first of its kind that I have done. Um, I also have a very fond love for just herbalism and again using nature as a way of self-discovery and also of self-healing. Um, so what I've done is I have hand-chosen particular herbs um, and I have or haven't yet, but I will be blending a particular herbal tea. Um, All of these herbs kind of reflect uh, different qualities of this moon, of the moon. Um, They're very nurturing, very healing herbs. And so what we're going to do is we're gonna join together. We're going to use these herbs in terms of ceremony just to kind of create space. And through uh, enjoying and sipping on our herbs, we're just gonna set intention, learn a little bit about the moon and uh, movement and the herbs themselves. And then from there, we're just going to take part in movement. We're gonna join um, together to move and yeah, it's just going to be really lovely. So I'm, I'm It excited. sounds lovely. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Ram Rising and your Etsy shop and what you do as an artist. Absolutely. Um, so Ram Rising is something that I created a few years back, again, 2012-2013. And Ram Rising, first off, the name. So my astrological rising sign in my natal chart is Aries, which is the Ram. And so I've translated that to Ram Rising. So it's just kind of if you will, kind of a part of my personality that I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to kind of use in my creative process. And what it is, um, it's just been a really beautiful process, again, of getting to know plants and understand plants. And I've been using them to dye. So I will take plant material and I will make dyes out of them. Most of it has just been fun, experimental. What can I do with this? And through the process, um, one of the, the most popular things that I sell and make currently are eye pillows. So for the practice of yoga, always ending with Shavasana, I think one of the best things to do is put on an eye pillow at the end of that practice and relax. And so mm-hmm. I created it for that purpose. And they're just made with love and they're all organic and filled with plants and made with plants and dyed with plants. And it's just, it's really lovely. So really helps put you back in sync with nature. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It really helps keep you connected. And I've kind of kind of dove into this rising idea. So I have Ram Rising as my artistic outlet. For me personally, you can find me on Instagram at Yogini Rising, Yogini being the female yogi. Um, And I just recently created a Facebook group for all of my yogi friends on Facebook called Yogi's Rising. So I just love this idea of rising, Mm -hmm. of, of elevating. So I'm excited to see what happens. Me too. 
You guys have to check out Brandy's stuff. She is so talented. I'm also going to link all of her um, her Facebook, her Instagram accounts, and as well as her Etsy shop in the show notes. So tell me, what has been your biggest challenge thus far? My biggest challenge... I will say the path of of self-discovery in general is not an easy path. <laughs> um, it's so much easier to just overlook those things and avoid those things and just kind of move through life kind of unconsciously and reactive. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, um, just the, the biggest obstacle or the biggest thing that I've experienced on this journey is just really like taking time to look at myself and in all aspects and in light and um I will say too that one was a little heavier on a lighter note I think one of my biggest struggles is just having a consistent movement practice I because movement is just so amazing for the mind and the body and the soul and it's funny that it it is sometimes neglected in my life and I've always wished that I could just have this strong practice but just having acceptance for the ebb and flow that life brings at me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what has been your biggest triumph? My biggest triumph. Hmm. So, I would say biggest triumph is just. Hmm. It's a good question. It's easier, I think, sometimes uh, to focus on those more difficult things. So, for me. Oh yeah, it can be for sure. <laughs> Biggest triumph, um, I would say, is just making the commitment to continue learning that I have made. Um, I am just so excited to complete this cycle of training that I have started. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of myself for this commitment that I've had. I feel like commitment's always kind of a scary thing. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. And it's hard to follow through once you say you're going to do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think my biggest triumph has just been sticking to this, just sticking to this journey and to this exploration and uh, coming through and, you know, three months out from graduating. So it's a, it's a big deal for me. It's a big deal for me. That is awesome. 500 hours. Uh-huh, 500 hours. It's a lot of time. It is. It is a lot of time, and uh, it feels good. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a huge accomplishment. So we're going to play a little round of this or that. Do you want to play with me? All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay. First, yoga nidra or guided meditation? Ooh, I'm going to say yoga nidra. A little bit more of a fuller experience. I think there's more intent in the yoga nidra. Definitely yoga nidra. Green tea or coffee? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm going to go with coffee, even though it's a tough decision, but I it love is. my coffee. <laughs> so do I. I'm coffee all day long. Okay, beach day or boat day? Ooh, beach day. Beach day. Beach day. <laughs> we do live in the perfect place for beach we day. Do. We could do both, but I do love the beach day. Hummus or guac? Mmm, mm, guacamole. Mm. Guacamole all the way. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Love sunsets. I will say it's always been a dream of mine, and I think maybe you were the person who brought this idea to me, maybe? 
But the idea that in Florida or that you can Oh yeah. Yeah, that you can go drive across the state to the east coast, watch the sunrise, and then come back to the west coast of Florida and watch the sunset. I've oh, yes. always wanted to do that. And I'm pretty sure you were the one who, yes. who sparked that idea in me. Yes, I did once in my life and I just was on cloud nine. It was awesome. It's <laughs> amazing. It really was. How cool. Florida's a cool place. I don't know if it'll ever happen again because <laughs> it was a lot of driving that day. <laughs> Definitely. So early morning flows or candlelit evening flows? Mm-hmm. Here anymore, it's been the candlelit evening flows. Like that's where I really get to find my time for me. And it's amazing what lighting a few candles can do. It, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it just really sets the tone. And one of my favorite practices too is I have this big glass mirror. It was actually saved from like a job site that my stepdad oh. had worked on and they broke off this big mirror piece and I've held on to it for the last couple of years. But I just love like propping that thing up and sitting down in front of it and I light a couple candles and it's amazing because it, it turns into a really meditative practice. Like I get to sit down and like look at myself and and just appreciate myself and and it creates just a lot of intuitive movement. You just start to move in a way that feels good and authentic and that's that's by far been my favorite. It's been rough getting up early (laughs) the last thing I want to do is get up and move it's it's good it's really good but uh I don't know I I feel a difference in my body too when I move early I'm a lot stiffer Mm -hmm. um my body's a little more limited in the morning which rightfully so it makes sense but Mm -hmm. I like moving definitely later in the evening for sure (laughs) I love that it's like decompressing in a way oh totally after you've had all of your experiences in your day and then being able to have that moment to just clear it all out I feel like we're so fresh in the morning you know um but come the evening time trials and tribulations of life oh yeah you're in a totally different frame of mind it's that to me is the toughest time to do any type of exercise. Mm-hmm. But what you just said, I'm like, oh, I want to do that tonight. Yeah. I want to light a candle, make some tea, and I literally just want to sit there and that's and just it. Just do, yeah, it's so nice. It's so nice. It sounds amazing. Definitely my favorite way to go. <laughs> okay, so hot yoga or yin yoga? so hard because I feel all of these things serve a purpose so it's like oh which one hot yoga and yin yoga exactly yin yang so I'm gonna go with yin yoga I appreciate hot yoga here anymore I feel like it's probably more of what I need but there's something really special about slowing down feel like I have more of an opportunity to kind of dig around in a yen class. I have more time to explore and kind of feel the feelings, mm-hmm. feel what's going on. Um, so I'm going to go with yen yoga. And the last one, instructor or student? Ooh, student. I'm always a student. I'll always, always, always be a student, hands down. So, yeah. And this is the last question. This is the last question I'm going to end with on every single episode. In your opinion, what is the number one benefit of yoga in movement? So yoga is, is the, it's the act of moving the energies in the body. And I think that we oftentimes get stagnant. Our mental patterns get stagnant, our body gets stagnant, things get stuck. And so 
I recently took um, this, I didn't take it, I, I went to see Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins is a big, very um, amazing motivational speaker, and I went and saw him in Orlando, and it just clicked for me, movement clicked for me with him, because every 30 minutes, this guy for four hours had us jumping up and down and just like <laughs> moving our bodies and like clapping our hands. And it was phenomenal because through that process, like if he just had to sit there for four hours, we'd be like sleeping or mm-hmm. like drooling. Our minds wouldn't be awake and taking in and being receptive. And so he would talk about basically just like when the mind gets stuck, the best way to kind of shake yourself out of wherever you are is to move your body and yeah so like when you go to a yoga class like you feel amazing afterwards right and yeah and it it doesn't matter what's happened in your day what's going on in your life to like step onto your yoga mat for an hour an hour and a half and then just to be able to like walk out and like feel good and refreshed about wherever you are in your life um so I think it has to do with that radical movement of moving the energies moving your body and just like breaking yourself out of those those mental patterns, those physical patterns. So it's, it's crucial. (laughs) It's so important. (laughs) Oh, so beautifully said. Again, I'm sitting over here with goosebumps. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Brandy. You're so welcome. It's been wonderful chatting with you today. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. I'm so excited to be a part of this, to get to talk about my journey and some of the things that light me up. Yes. And it's been amazing hearing your insights and what makes you, you. Mm, Thank you. You can connect with Brandy on Instagram at Yogini Rising and via her website and Facebook group, which I will leave linked in the show description. I'll also include a link to her gorgeous Etsy shop if anybody is interested in purchasing any of her gorgeous creations. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you like this episode, please give me a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe. And as always, get out there and get moving and I will talk to you guys next week.